0: Hey there, how's it going? In uh, February, so in a couple of months, um, we'll be running our uh, 200-hour online uh, Hatha Yoga teacher training. And uh, so it's the time of year where I'm getting asked, uh, Christmas is coming too, uh, for yoga presents (laughs) a lot. Um, yoga mats and bolsters and clothing and, um, and books. And um, uh, we actually, uh, in our community, every month we have a book of the month. And uh, there's so many books on yoga out there. Quite phenomenal. Um, and uh, so I thought this month I would talk about two yoga books, which I think are essential to any postural yogi. Um, Yoga, predominantly for modern people, is postural yoga. And I want to separate that out today into yoga and postural yoga, because they're not necessarily the same thing. Postural yoga, uh, which most people these days might think of as yoga, or many people, um, is the yoga of the practice of yoga asana or yoga poses. Yoga, bigger yoga, older yoga, is a spiritual practice which uh, started in India, probably several hundred even older than that BC uh, in northeast India in the hindus valley along with and similar times to Bund- uh, buddhism uh, and jainism and uh, several other uh, yoga traditions or spiritual traditions these two uh, books that i'm uh, going to talk about in a way are are uh, they overlap a fair amount but they also um diverge let's start with the first one the first one is by uh, uh, BKS Iyengar, and if you're in the YouTube version of uh, this and you can see me, well then you can see this is the book I'm holding up here. There are many, many versions of this book. It's probably the number one selling yoga book of all time, um, published in 1966, and has gone through several versions of um, this one here I have is a, kind of the coffee table version. Yeah, and it's been in my house for a long time, so it smells of incense. Um, I have a particular flavor of incense I like. And it's obviously been open while I've uh, been burning incense. Um, BKS Iangos Light on Yoga. Let me read out a little bit about BKS Iyengar's background for those of you who don't know. Krishna Krishnamachar Sundarajaya Iyengar was an Indian yoga teacher who is the founder of the style of yoga as exercise known as Iyengar yoga. So he created his own style with his own name and was considered one of the foremost yoga gurus in the world. He was the author of many books and on yoga practice and philosophy, including light on yoga, light on pranayama, light on the yoga sutras of Patanjali, and light on life. Ayengar was one of the earliest students of uh, Tirumalai Krishnamacharya, who's often referred to as the father of modern yoga. And he has been credited with popularizing yoga first in India, around the world. He was born in 1918. And died in 2014 so seven years ago as I uh, as I read this out. There's a couple of really interesting um, things uh, right here. Um, he has been credited with popularizing yoga first in India and then around the world. Coming back to those two very simple dash- definitions of yoga, postural yoga and yoga, yoga, like yoga as a spiritual practice, BKS Iyengar, which is how he's com- commonly referred to, um, leans certainly more or is completely in the postural yoga um, kind of scene. Although, as you can hear from many of his books, like on pranayama, on breathing uh, or prana uh, work, Light on the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, Light on Life. Uh, But in interviews I've watched with him, he says that all of the philosophical aspects of yoga came much later in his life. Uh, He was very sick um, as a child and credits postural yoga exercise, essentially, uh, with making him well. And um, it's that which he's most well-known for so if you go into his book which i highly recommend there are books on places like amazon like second-hand books from dead hippies <laughs> who've left their yoga libraries to uh second-hand bookshops you can pick up a copy of this book for less than a couple of dollars for less than a couple of pounds or euros you get a really old version this one yeah this is like 30 30 dollars us Um and it's kind of the this is kind of the royal version of of the book. Um it's been around so 1966, that's uh 1970, uh 51, 57 years this has been around. And um just on the back it says since then this book has become recognized as a classic, and it's all the much loved, internationally celebrated. I've met him once. He's a character. I met him very late in his life. Um, And uh, safe to say he was a guru. He was charismatic. He was forceful. Uh, He was sometimes called the lion from Pune, which is where he spent a lot of his life, in uh, northern India. And uh, I think almost every large city or town has an iyengar yoga studio uh, although since he's died and passed away i think the uh the kind of influence of iyengar yoga is passing and why do i recommend this book well you just have to open it and um yeah so again if, if you're not listening to be like you just have to open it and look at the pictures so uh, chair pose here um, Utkatasana and as you go through the book you are um, this is a man what, 1966, so when did I say he was born? 2018, uh, 1918 so he's 48 which is a year younger than me um, when he's going through this he's probably a little bit past his prime but for a 48-year-old man, you just you just go through this. Firstly, I remember when I first looked at this and just went, wow, um, he's got a little bit of a belly going on. I'm doing a little bit better than him on that one. Uh, so I think he's certainly enjoyed his food, but you go through this book and you the first maybe <laughs> decade, you just look at the pictures and... Um, Yeah, so here's him going into a triangle pose. And as you look, um, and as you kind of settle with the book, it sat on my table for many years, um, you realize, I realize, that BKS Iyengar's yoga asana, his yoga postures, his his, um, uh, postural yoga is the gold standard is the reference is the go-to for how yoga poses should look when this book was published in 1966 um, there was already quite a vibrant yoga publishing uh, industry there was a lot of books i have a little hobby of collecting old yoga books And um, most of them are pretty cheap. Um, And uh, if you go to books published before this, it's very different. What is the difference? Well, he, I think many people would say, raised the bar. Or he, um, he was certainly put the cat amongst the pigeons. He just blew everyone else out of the water in terms of, how yoga could look and how incredibly intense it could be um, as a practice. Um, so <laughs> you just, I'm just randomly flipping over pages here like this one, if you can see. So that's him uh, doing Mayurasana or the peacock pose on somebody else. Uh, so forearm or hand balance, rather, on somebody else. Um, and as you go through, I mean as you go through the thick book, this one has uh, almost five hundred pages and as you go through the book, your jaw just gets open more and open more and open more and uh, yeah, eventually you get to again, you get to these types of pages, kind of the back of the book. <laughs> this is uh, for those of you that's uh, a Titi so both feet behind the leg, uh, push up onto the hands, and um, then from there, uh, Tittibhasana, kick the leg straight, and uh, yeah, that's the pose which is uh, never happened for me, uh, and we'll get into that in a little second. Um, so firefly pose, if you're a Sanskrit person. And as you go through this book, the poses just get more. And I remember, uh, I think one of my, either my grandmother or one of my aunts had this book in their house. And I remember reading it as a kid, fairly, fairly, probably in my teens, and being actually quite disgusted by, like, it grossed me out. Like, I didn't want to look like, I didn't want to look like uh yeah, that I didn't wanna. I, I thought that was a dangerous, b ugly looking, and c inhuman or unhuman. Um, so this is uh, for those of you who can't see. This is a uh, this is um, he's he's done Ganda uh, Baron pose 196. You can Google that. Uh, where you lie down and swing your legs back over your head and plant plant the soles of your feet over your head Um, and then onto the floor you hug them by the sides of your ears Um, and um, the reason i think that this book should be on everyone's shelf aside from the fact that uh, in the front of my version that's him into his 70s uh, that's probably his trademark uh, pose uh, one of the dancer uh, poses, which is outside his institute in Pune. It's a big backbend. It's a, it's a, just a big yoga pose. But he's way into his 70s. And um, he kept practicing like this and kept publishing books. And I always remember thinking just, wow, um, this guy is in his 40s. then in his 50s, he kept publishing in his 60s. For his seventieth birthday, you can go on YouTube. For this, um, he did Urdhva Dhanurasana, drop back, so standing and dropping back onto his hands with straight arms. Um, I think he did like five of them for his seventieth birthday, and the crowd's going absolutely crazy. And this book is just inspiring. It's just wow what can you do potentially with the human body um if you practice hard and he did practice hard and devoted his his wife died um which probably gave him uh, when his children were um fairly small still growing up in a way um this book is a is a uh, shrine to the man um, and uh, regarding yoga poses, whether any yoga teacher training says that they're influenced by him or not, as you go through this book, and they're in the, the pictures are in black and white, and they're called plates. So, plate number this, plate number that, rather than photos. Um, so, it's an old book. But you go through it, and you just go, wow. Um, what he was doing back then, so again, I'm just going through like his down dog, full head on the floor. He, everything he did then is often seen as how yoga should look now. Um, and that's why it's so influential. He was, he was, um, as I mentioned earlier, he was he a was, uh, charismatic. Uh, I met him in his 90s and he was on his walking cane teaching a class. But he was loud. He was shouting at people. He was tapping people with the walking cane <laughs> as he came past them. And we did Tadasana for about 40 minutes. It's probably the most intense Tadasana or just standing on your mat pose I've ever done. And at that time, I was intimidated. Um, he's got strong opinions. He's very clear on what poses should look like and not should look like. He's very clear on uh, what you should and shouldn't be doing um, in the poses. And once you get past the pictures, um, there are very detailed uh, language on how to do uh, poses. So, you know, if you're sitting there listening to this, not if you're driving a car, but if you're sitting there listening to this, let's pick A pose, and um, I'll teach you one from from the book. Let's see what we got. Uh, Let's pick an easy one. (laughs) Okay, let's 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 take um, his utkatasana or um, chair pose. Here we go. Off you go. Go practice this. So stand in tadasana, stretch the arms straight over the head and join the palms. You doing it? Exhale, bend the knees and lower the trunk till the thighs are parallel to the floor. Very specific, thighs are parallel. Go on, feet together. Do not stoop forward, so don't lean forward. Keep the chest as far back as possible. (laughs) possible. And then, I love this, and breathe normally. So you're in the pose, it's hard to breathe normally, right? Stay in, I love, I just love this. Stay in the pose for a few seconds, 30 being sufficient. (laughs) When was the last time you stayed 30 seconds in Katasana with your thighs parallel? It's difficult to balance in this pose. Okay, that's about 30 seconds. Inhale, straighten the legs, lower the arms, and come back to Tadasana and relax. And if you've ever been to an Iyengar-influenced class, and we'll talk about that also in a second, um, they hold poses for a long time and they're very specific with instructions. Um, and then after each pose he tells you a little bit about what the pose is good for. So The pose removes stiffness in the shoulders, corrects minor deformities in the legs. And uh, the ankles become strong. The muscles develop evenly. The diaphragm is lifted up. And this gives a gentle massage to the heart. The abdominal organs in the back are toned. And the chest is developed by being fully expanded. And then I love this, like, it's beneficial for horsemen. And so it's just a gem. You go through this uh, book. And... Um, yeah. What do you think of that oh, katasana pose? It's hard. Thighs parallel, arms up. I just show you again. Body not leaning forward. 30 seconds. And um, if you go right to the back of the book, this is kind of... No one reads the back of the book because it's just as you go further forward it's back it's just more and more intimidating he has a whole um, uh, curriculum which uh, goes over i've forgotten how many weeks it is wow this is over over a hundred and no 300 weeks so he has a 300 week what's that that's six years a six-year curriculum Daily practice curriculum in the back of the book. Um, And uh, then, right at the back, he has probably my favorite section, just as a curiosity. He has a whole section on what does he call it? He calls it uh, curative asanas for various diseases. And, uh, and he introduces it like this. After working 25 years as a teacher, I'm giving groups of asanas for different functional and organic ailments and diseases based on my experience with pupils. I've listed a number of asanas under each complaint. And it's so advisable to seek the guidance of an experienced teacher and to adopt them according to one's ability, suppleness, body and constitution. But he goes through poses. Um, Appendicitis, arthritis, asthma, uh, loss of memory, loss of memory, headstand, shoulder stand, um, uttanasana, so forward folds, um, Udva mukha paschimottanasana, so upward facing uh, forward fold. Um, So a lot of uh, forward folds and inversions, quite interesting. Um, Coughs, colic, colitis, constipation, uh, constipation. Let's go. Let's see what he's got for constipation. Shishasana. So, uh, again, headstand. Sarvagasana, shoulder stand. Oh, it's pretty much the same as, uh, as headaches. <laughs> so, headaches and constipation do... Um, you've got a couple of twists in there, which that kind of makes sense. Like wringing and rinsing out the um, the abdomen. And so it's just it's just, uh, oh, and, and then to top it off, there is a, uh, a glossary in the back, which is essentially a, a, a yoga teacher's Sanskrit um, dictionary. So he gives all of this uh, essential words uh, romanized, so using European Latin text, uh, so that you can learn. Uh, for example, let's go to, does he have it in the back? So Utkatasana. Um, let's see if this works. Yeah, ut, powerful, fierce. ut kata, powerful, fierce. So ut katasana, asana. Let's see how he defines asana. All the way back to the beginning. Uh, asana, posture. Or he defines it as the third stage of yoga. So ut katasana, the fierce pose, the fierce posture. And so this book is kind of the classic, it's kind of the Bible, almost, of postural yoga. Um, and if your yoga is primarily postural, well, every yogi should have this. And it's, it's one that we do have on our yoga teacher training. I'm sure it's sold millions of copies. I it just, it it's millions of books. And, um, uh, yeah, and... Um, One thing I like about Iyengar classes still is uh, they're pretty fierce. And you see a lot of, it's kind of an older people's yoga style these days. As he aged, um, his students were older like he was. And uh, inspiring guy. One of the criticisms or one of the aspects is that he was very focused on the postural Aspect of yoga as a vehicle for everything else, um, and uh, he he did do some of the other practices of the bigger picture of yoga, but that's probably not what he's going to be remembered for. And this book is is really um, yeah, is a wonderful testament to that. And um, for many years back in my yoga career. It's the one that no, this was kind of the go-to book. We actually used this, and my teacher called it jokingly, although we all kind of knew he was serious, as the Bible. And um, if you wanted to do a pose, well, you opened the book, you read the instructions, and you listened to his, uh, and you and you did it over and over and over again. And my teacher at that time. Actually, had the pictures of Iyengar on the wall and would look at them, take pictures of himself or uh, look at himself in the mirror, and see if he was getting close to the shape. The other book I recommend is from a very different character. And uh, another book that we, we use in our training, from Baba Haridas. Baba Haridas uh, passed away in 2018, born in 1923. So lived to almost hundred years old. I younger lived to 96. So if you practice yoga, beware. You could live long of the opposite of what goes on a pack of cigarettes. Risk. You might live long. So let's read a little bit of his. Um, again, from Wikipedia, uh, Baba Haridas. Uh, was a yoga master, silent monk, builder of temples, and commentator of Indian scriptural tradition of Dharma and Moksha. He was classically trained uh, trained in Ashtanga Yoga, Raja Yoga, Patanjali Yoga, Kriya Yoga, Ayurveda, Samkhya, Tantra Yoga, Vedanta, and Sanskrit. Born into the 13th generation uh, Brahmin lineage, he belonged to a traditional family as one of several siblings. He was an author, playwright, martial arts teacher, sculptor, and uh, he moved to the US in 1971. And uh, he inspired the creation of several yoga centers and retreat programs in California and in uh, Canada. His extensive literary output includes spiritual commentaries on the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, on the uh, Srimad Bhagavad Gita, the Samkhya Karika, and Vedanta. So, and it kind of goes on and on and on. He was an early proponent of Ayurveda, so Indian traditional medicine in the United States, um, ancient healing and uh, health. And uh, he read, annually read, uh, read the classic Ramayana, so the Indian um, text. Uh, he took a, a vow of silence I'm not sure exactly when that was. So he did, vowed never to speak again. And he didn't speak for the rest of the life, of his life. Although he spoke, um, he wrote in several languages. And uh, so, a big guy. And one of his ashram puts out a book called Ashtanga Yoga. Ashtanga Yoga Primer by Baba Haridas. Das. Now, right here, there's a, many of you will go, oh, Ashtanga Yoga, I know, I know that. Um, If we look in, went back to BKS Anger's Sanskrit library, Ashtanga, Asht, Ashto, eight, and Anga, limbs, the eight limbs. Ashtanga yoga that we know in the, in the modern day is not what I am referring to here. And I'm going to refer to the Ashtanga postural style uh, created by Sri K. Pattabhi Joyce uh, and now um, led around the world by his grandson uh, as Ashtanga Vinyasa. Ashtanga Vinyasa is Vinyasa flowing style of postural yoga, but Ashtanga yoga that this book is a primer for um, is defined differently. Here on the back, Ashtanga Yoga, also known as Raja Yoga, is the scientific method of enlightenment propounded by the ancient sage Patanjali in his Yoga Sutras. It is the yoga that Baba Haridas has practiced since childhood. And since his arrival from India in 1971, Baba Haridas has been active in training students and teachers of yoga in the United States and Canada. Through his compassionate example, young and old alike are learning the art of gentle living in peace. So he defines Ashtanga Yoga as something which is in the Patanjali method, the eight limbs. And if you, any yoga teacher training these days, dives into Patanjali in some shape or form. Ashtanga Yoga doesn't mention, Patanjali doesn't mention posture. He doesn't mention Headstand and arm balances and uh, sun salutations. Ashtanga, Ashtanga—the eight limbs are the stages. Sometimes they're defined. We could have a whole thing on that of the spiritual practice as defined by Patanjali: Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Pranayama, Dharana, Dhyana, Samadhi, and so this is a primer, this is an introduction to that. But we'll start with kind of where Baba Haridas and Iyengar come together with yoga poses, because that is part of, um, I, I think we we would probably agree that postures, stretchy stuff has been a part of yoga for a long time. And um, so, On page 29 here, Baba Haridas defines asana. It is that which conditions the body so that one can sit easily. And uh, that's how he defines yoga asana. It's all about preparing you to meditate, to sit. And he talks, he goes on about um, when to do asana. He recommends sunrise and sunset. recommends that you wear comfortable clothing but what really strikes me and why i would like my students to buy this book and i think every yoga student should have this book is as you go through as you do because it's got a lot of pictures in it you look at the pictures and you go oh my god they look completely different to BKS Iyengar." so i'm going to flip around here and again those of you who are Watching the YouTube version of this podcast, you can see there's sun salutations. I think if you did these sun salutations in your regular Ashtanga practice or modern uh, vinyasa flow class, teachers would have issues with them. Let's put it that way. Or well, they would be, they'd probably come to you. Just look at that down dog, for example, backgrounded. Uh, look at the upward-facing dog. Shoulders hunched, arms straight. Actually, that's not a that's cobra pose. Let me just make sure. Uh, actually, he doesn't even call it. Co- the The poses names are different as well. Uh, and as you go through this book, it's not only the sun salutations that are like that. So many of the poses have. A, look super different. They they just you look at them and go, oh, I'm sure I was told not to do that by my yoga teacher. Because this book, B.K.S. Aungar's book, has been so influential. He's kind of like he has become the standard. And when people look at yoga poses, at yoga asana, whether or not they know B.K.S. Aungar, he's been so, such a force, that if people see you doing, teachers included see you doing poses, you're not like that. Teachers have been trained, I hate to say it, but it's true, to tell you that that's wrong, anatomically wrong, unhealthy. But then you go and look at this book, and you're like, uh, so here's a a pose which he calls Utita Utita. Uh, Janus Parshasana, which is not what I was... That's not what BKS Iyengar would call it. The back's rounded. The feet are pointing different directions. Uh, Oh, here's Utita Konasana. uh, Foot off the floor. Not grounding his feet, as I think, as we'd say. um, uh, Or an unstable foundation. And there, you just look through this, and you go, "Wow, they just look very, very, very different." And the reason I recommend this book is because I want, in your mind, the reason I'm presenting these two books, why, why, so, why does Baba Haridas, Das, who's not just some hippie who came out of a cave and decided to write a book, this book. His Ashram still puts out, this is what a, a fairly new copy, my last copy fell apart. Um, let's see when it was published the first time. Oh, 1981. Okay, so it's been around 40 years exactly. Um, still puts this book out. It's been reprinted again and again and again and again and again. He, he defines yoga, firstly, in a very different way. Ayurveda, pranayama, philosophy, and it includes yoga asana. But his yoga asana looks very different. That's important for the beginner yoga teacher. In fact, for every yoga teacher to to, to allow that to sink in. Because if we only have one reference to how yoga is defined and how yoga poses should look... Well, then we only have one reference to how yoga is defined and how yoga poses should look. So I purposefully present this to my students early on. Because here are two giants, titans of the modern yoga world. But they define it very differently. The rest of the book, Baba Haridas's Ashtanga Yoga Primer, uh, introduces the Ashtanga, so the eight limbs. Uh, it in- introduces what he calls sadhana many yoga people will know that name practice um, and um, then there's a lot of yoga poses and then there's uh, some um, some words on prayer and uh, han mudras and uh, mantras he even defines uh Shavasana differently. So he calls it Advasana. Advasana. uh, That's lying face down. And he says some people like doing that. He also gives uh, benefits. And um, so these two books and you know between the two of them if you buy a brand new copy it's like 30 pounds 40 euros 40 dollars somewhere around there but you can get them second hand sets off a little curious hmm in every yogi particularly postural yogis Baba Haridas also gives quite um detailed instructions to how the poses should be executed what I'm not what I'm not proposing necessarily here is that yoga poses can be done any way that you like there is no um, there is no right or wrong and it's just kind of a free-for-all because yoga is certainly not that it's The Ashtanga eight limbs of the stages are a fairly contained, fairly rigid, quite structural um, approach to the spiritual life. But what I propose for these two books is that there is space. There's space for difference, there's space for creativity, there's space for exploration. Because many beginner yoga people are often put in a a, a position of allowing, particularly in postural yoga, of having a yoga teacher dominate how they should do poses. But if these two lions of modern postural yoga didn't agree, then What does that mean for us? So every yogi, yogini should have these two books on their shelves. And my hope is that invites a huge amount of exploration and consideration. If you'd like to take it further, our training starts in uh, January. And uh, you just go on our website, doogolinchin.com, you can see. um, Actually, the early bird, the training, goes up to the end of December, uh, December 31st, 2021. Uh, So you can save money uh, on there. Come join us. We'd love to have you. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, go shopping. Go find some books. Take care.